Wish I was a mole in the ground. Yes, I wish I was a mole in the ground. As a mole in the ground, I'd root that mountain down, and I wish I was a mole in the ground. Hey, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> I sprung it on her. I'm paralyzed with fright. We are doing today's episode of the Faced Out Podcast old school style. Old for us, anyway. Old for <laughs> maybe non-existent for salsa people. We're back in the store recording this. Um, we have no clue what the sound is going to be like when the all of a sudden. Chairs making a lot of noise. We right have here. I ancient. Sit really still. We have ancient chairs. I'm sitting in one, caked in multiple years worth of dust. And there's rain starting right now. And the and whatever the the cyclone bomb. What's it called? The I think the other way around. The bomb cyclone is now just hitting the store. Um, this could be our final call. This could be the last podcast. <laughs> we might podcast our our demise. So we closed early a little bit today. Um, not for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for this, okay? Uh, you're not that special. Um, but uh, we did close um, because we felt like we didn't want... <laughs> to be here, to be anymore. here anymore. But why? Hey, why don't we stay another hour or so and and talk about this stuff? Um, also, I don't imagine anyone will actually come in to buy anything. So. Nobody's out. Anyone who comes in will just be like cover for the rain for a little bit, and that'll be it. We need them to buy the books, so we made enough money for the day. We're good. As the rain picks up, you may begin to hear. Regret seeping into our voice that we have not made our way to our respective cars <laughs> already. <laughs> I just feel proud of myself for not wearing sneakers today. The logic being, I'll probably be able to walk to my car before it starts raining really hard. It's like, why? Why? Just wear boots. Yeah, wear boots or wear non-waterproof hiking shoes. I think in California, it's like as long as my clothes don't have to change too much, like I'll put on a coat, but as long as I don't have to like zip the coat up yeah. or wear like different shoes, then the weather's not real and it's not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But as soon as we have to like put on a weatherproof shoe, it's, it's an emergency. Stormwatch 2023, it's an emergency. Yeah, there's only a few areas in the country I, th- I feel would empathize with how little we have to factor in weather. The thing about <laughs> to it our is our daily like, life. The, there's there's certain parts like there's aspects of it that are unexpected where if you had more weather it wouldn't change the fact that like we have these giant potholes all throughout mostly Oakland and Berkeley too, but there's like these giant and so after like heavy rains it's like before it was like a large jagged pothole and now it's like a spreading like we don't know right. what's a sinkhole like yeah. we don't know what's going on under there um there's like several of those on my way in so but even for like in terms of the operation at the store it's i know that there are places and in fact we've talked to some booksellers where weather is very much 
factored into the day. So, like, they know, sure. like, if it's raining, they're not going to happen. Nothing will happen. Or if you're, like, in Seattle, probably whatever. You know, it's just, that's just an average Tuesday. Um, for us, I feel like it really only matters in the evening. But that's a really boring topic. For <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the weather. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we have wrapped up another year. Presumably, you have as well, listener. <laughs> you're stuck two weeks ago. You're not still <laughs> operating in uh, tw- the 2022 space of your mind uh, and it's done. body. You got to move on. It's yeah. It's 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 very much done. You can keep your Christmas decorations up as long as you want. I don't care, but I definitely took down the Christmas cards for sale here at the store pretty much immediately after the new year. Our strictest holiday... It's just... We're done. Our strictest holiday here at the store is the joy and glee that we all take in telling people no. We don't (laughs) discount anything after the holidays it's like a weird expectation that people have with the calendars and the cards they're just like i don't know this probably ties into like smart consumer like behavior that is very like Mm -hmm. american capitalism like i'm gonna i'm gonna sort of figure this sort of game out to the to the best win and the best reward it's just like i actually wait till afterwards i buy them every year at a discount it's like well that's great but you can't do it here. You can go anywhere else. <laughs> right. Yeah, literally anywhere else. You can't buy bulk discount calendars. I don't know. It's like a weird expectation that all your merchandise will just be discounted. It's like, we're not Abercrombie and Fitch. We have a warehouse sale. It's like, this is all we have. And we need you to just buy it. Christmas will come again. Full price. And these, these cards do not age uh, so much. They're... And you, you uh, pigs will line up to the trough of these cards once more come next year. <laughs> these same designs. We might even Full increase price. the price. Because uh... we're just that craven. I don't understand, and I won't name the store, not that it's bad. I just I don't want to put them on blast or even perceive to. But I don't understand. There's a local store that for several weeks has had their... 2023 calendars on sale for 50% off. How does that work? Like, why are you selling them at cost before the year? Because you paid less than cost for them. How did, how, because they bought so many? Because, well, we, I, we don't need to get into the details, but you're basically buying, it's like, uh, what are they? It's like pennies, pennies on the, what's that? Pennies on the dollar? On the dollar, I was thinking pennies on the barrel, which is like some cash on the barrel head. Yeah, something I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about, but um, they pay so little um, that so they it, would pay less than fifty percent for their. Oh yeah, way less. Way less. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And that's but that, that has to be, is that because of how many that they buy? I think that the volume has to do but it's like company by company so you basically would go it's like remainders more or less it's like the same principle but um, for, for but for like the next year's calendars yeah for, that's what people are buying they're buying for 2023 it's just it's a bizarre what i don't know what they be buying for i just don't understand why they would be so cheap if it's like the upcoming year calendar like because why wouldn't it be because you want to sell them 
I don't... Yeah, but you're going to sell them anyway. And if you have possibly, potentially, hypothetically created a situation where your entire customer base knows that you will be discounting your calendars at the end of the year, <laughs> it's not like you can just pivot and be like, we're going to sell them full price. Also, nobody sells calendars full price anymore because they don't sell that well, I think. So everyone has them like 10% off, whatever. This just seems like such a stupid thing to sell. <laughs> There's a lot to be said. I don't. I mean, I. Much I, to I, say. I just wonder, like, how many you have to sell for it to be worth it? That's crazy. I'm gonna go ahead and say that it's not ever worth it for several reasons, like taking in all factors. But um, huh. I'm not in anyone's books yeah. currently. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, I don't think that it is worth it. I think that also the the space that calendars take up in the store annoys me particularly because you have to sort of like buy them in these fat piles and put them, I don't know, it's really stupid. Or you have to buy these racks. The racks are very cheaply made. Calendars are heavy in quantity. Like the whole thing is just, just reeks of the airport. I just hate it. I, I don't want anything to do with it. Right. Uh, and I'm even tired of planners. I don't even want to be doing planners anymore. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying. We're trying to help them get their shit together, but, you know. If you really cared about having an organized new year, you would have already ordered your planner. I don't know. I just don't want to reorder them is all that it is. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, it is true. We uh, we do have a, pal- a paltry number of planners um, and are... Very reticent. Time is ticking. You know what I'm saying? We're already like however many days into the month, four days into the month. Uh, You know, it it it's fugiting. Yes, it's it's fugitive. We're we're still we're or at least I am still stewing over all of the 2020 shit that (laughs) we just got stuck with (laughs) when we when we ended up needing to close. La, uh, last year, so it the took last me year, a, two years ago, yeah, whenever that was, it, it took me a startlingly long crazy. time to recycle that. Yeah. Oh, good times. How was your year? How was twenty twenty two for you, Liz? It was pretty good. I feel like I didn't do that much reading, but that's part of our brand here. I also don't keep track of my reading, which is not one way or the other. It's just fact of the matter is I just don't keep track of it. I'll look at books and be like, oh yeah, I read that, or I didn't read that, but I don't, I don't know. Like, sometimes a book will come across, I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember reading that, but yeah. was it this year? Was it last year? And hmm. there's probably only two of us on staff who who actually really care to know about the new books. Like I the like new knowing book. what's coming out. Or, or like, I, to, I to, be able to, to, to be able to talk about them, what's going yeah. on, but like, I don't I don't need to read it to know what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, just the blurb is good. I can just check out the blurb. It, it is kind of nice when you have those, like, when people who work in publishing, like, highlight certain titles for you and they're like, oh, this is a cool book, this is coming out, you might want to, like, know about it or keep an eye on it. I always like to know that. People want recommendations. Mm-hmm. And I never recommend based on what I personally am reading anyway because it's just not relevant. And if someone asks me, I'm just like, it's not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Whatever I'm reading, it doesn't matter. But, um, 
I read some good books nonetheless this year, and I, um, you know, didn't really do anything at all. That's not true. But here at the store, nothing, cha- no, no big changes, I don't think. No. No, it was uh, refreshing in that respect. It felt like it was getting back into old rhythms, busier than what it was when in the previous rhythm of yeah. you know the of in-store traffic and um, not needing to ship as much stuff. That was nice. Definitely a lot less like mail outs in general. That's yeah. That's always. I don't mind doing them, but they do take a long time. And when you have customers in the store as well as pro- needing to process mail orders, it's just kind of like you can't get into a really good flow with work. And it's just annoying more than anything else. Yeah, but um, it felt like a bit. It felt like a a new sort of a new sort of normal that. I was I'm more okay with than the old normal stuff because hopefully we are more uh, willing and able and empowered to do things kind of on our own terms. Um, you know, when it comes to things like events and yeah. uh, and just the pace that we set for ourselves and yeah. the expectations that we. We give customers, and so that seems good. It's been good. That's that hopeful. Was the the setting of our own pace is like key to surviving the holiday season. Because if you just start like frothing yourself up, for what? That customer is going to leave, and you're just going to be all crazy speed demon all day. Like you can just you should work at whatever pace works, but like that whole thing of during the holidays like three quarters of the stress happens because you're just creating a stressful environment in the store and if you just create an environment it's like it's busy there's a lot going on but we'll get to everything and it's fine and we can just customers sometimes are like oh do you have to get the phone and like my coworkers here and they will help me out by answering the phone or like I am able to actually to give you a couple of recommendations or I'm going to go help this other customer and whatever prioritize that. Nobody's ever mad about that. There was one guy who was mad about it, but that was a holiday thing. That was a one-off. Nobody's ever mad at you for being like, we'll be right with you. You know, I'm just going to attend to this, like, order of everything and and just don't freak out. Um, Take your call very seriously. (laughs) The only only thing that I do... Speedily, intensely speedily during the holidays in particular is just receiving because not so much for the customers I just like to get it out of the way like it's to me it's like the thing if I just if we can get that out of the way life just becomes so much easier after that's done I think everyone has like their thing like that you yeah. know like for some people it's like we gotta get these calls out right for me it's like I gotta I don't know <laughs> whatever it is that I do <laughs> I gotta do this stuff. For me, it's probably like I have to clean the counters off and put all the phones back in their chargers. Um, mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Yes, keep it moving. Um, but uh, it it seems like just in talking to to other bookstore people, um, everybody 
not everyone, but people seem to have had a good season, good year. Sales seem to be up um, for many stores. Um, certainly not all, but many. And what does that say about the independent bookseller? What does it say about Barnes and Noble? Well, Barnes and Noble sells up too. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I just, I think there's always like that weird, like Barnes and Noble still, like there's somehow this weird marker to mm-hmm. people, even though they don't represent anything but themselves anymore. Yeah. <gasps> uh, what oh the God. fuck? I thought we turned that off. I did too. As a rule for the store, just in general, never to have the phone ring. Brad's going to answer this call. No, I'm not. <laughs> you could. You could answer it. I feel like when you do one, there's always one phone that doesn't respond to the ringer being turned off. It's just obstinately like, no, I won't do anything. This person's like calling in the midst of a fucking monsoon. The National Weather Service said to shelter in place. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I just said that. Like I said, we take your call very seriously. Right there, Condor. Please let me in. Right. Oh God. I'm standing outside. Oh God. I, I see. I see people in there. People who are standing outside looking in. That's that activates the gift of fear for me. That's like don't don't look in the store when it's closed. It's none of your business. It's like it's zombie. It's here. zombie behavior. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't fucking look in here, man. It's nothing to see. The oddest behavior, and this is across the board, is like when the lights are off and they pull the handle. Like, wh- yeah. welcome to our store of darkness. <laughs> like, what not, are you? Not what a are you, single light. Do you think we just chose to not turn the lights on? What's going on? Uh, listen, there are some, not to sound six million years old, but there are some bars I've been in recently where I was like, it is doom. <laughs> we might as well just call it. Like, just turn them off. Fuck it. I don't, yeah. why do we. The dimness is worse. Yeah, I've been in bookstores like that where it's, it's where like it's so good. dark. I, it's not good. I, uh, I mean, it's not that it's crazy bright here either, but some of these light fixtures are pretty bright. Some of them are. <laughs> certainly, it's, it's normal. Certainly the new ones. Um, but I went into uh, I think it was Book Soup, and it's not that it's wildly dark in there, but it's like like it was. Because they had lights above every fixture, so you could certainly find what you're looking for. So it wasn't a, you know, a trouble, but it was it was weirdly dark to me. It felt kind of cavey. There are bookstores that are very poorly lit because they don't really care. Right. Like it's like the space is just like, come on, I will I will name them actually. I will say that the last bookstore is weirdly lit in a way that I've never experienced anywhere else. There's like cavernous areas that are just deeply like dim and like in shadow yeah so i don't know what the deal is there but that rain is really coming to listen <laughs> i i don't it's probably in the south though uh <laughs> not right now no not, not according to the national weather service <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i mean it's probably not going to go on that long uh, you know, I like to be dialed into the weather. Yeah. Uh, what we're oh yeah, so like the sales 
One hour. What what kind of like blew me away? No, that's not the way to say it. So basically, like all of the major publishers are, they're not very happy with how their sales were this year. You know, because they're comparing them to, to the pandemic years, and much like Amazon's shareholders are upset about their sales because no one the, the the entirety of the country isn't buying things online they better shut the fuck up <laughs> didn't they make a bajillion they dollars did. they did bad about our sales shut up so but what strikes me is and this is something i was telling someone a reporter who's asking about like my take on like what's happening in the industry i'm realizing i don't have a fucking clue like like Books, bookstores have so little, play such a small role in the scheme of, quote-unquote, the book industry. Like, we we have our little lane, made even smaller by the specificity of a single store. But, like, just, like, even if you want to think about it in the abstract as independent bookstores, it matters so little to books that we, as independent bookstores, could have a great year. Like, we could... I don't know what, like, I think I'll just estimate and say there'll be like a 5% increase in sales or something like that. Um, but there's not, but it does, it, it's going to be horrific for almost every other large publisher because, again, we don't matter. It's almost like the scale of corporate publishing and the <laughs> corporatized distribution of books is bloated and outdated and serves like a small group of shareholders rather than anyone else. Listen, I'm not saying I know how many copies to print, but some of these books are printing 10,000 copies straight to the trash. You know, they might as well not even distribute them. They're going, they're just going to get remainder. They're going to get recycled. But as long as they sell, it's, that's more of a win. But there's like, I don't even remember what catalog it was. I was looking over Lee's shoulder the other day and it was like those... One of those, like, sicko ones that's like, I don't know, talking about Jesus was white and he hates you or whatever. And then there's, like, a six different... Have you seen have you seen these catalogs? There's, like, all these different cover images. No. They're marketing their books <laughs> in five different ways. No. It's distributed. I have no clue. I can't think of what it is because it's something really stupid. But... They put all this effort into these books. No one's going to read them. No one's going to buy them. It's a huge waste of money. I'm not saying that everything published by, like, Harper is a huge waste of money, but, like, they could easily cut back with what they publish because a lot of this shit no one's buying. But instead, it comes out the other way of being like, well, we just sales are down. It's like, you're doing too much. you got too many books. I can't even blame Amazon for not wanting to take 60,000 copies of every book that gets published and put it in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah, there's too many books, but then when there is something that you want, there's not enough of it, which is what always happens to, uh, generally to new authors, young authors, or first book authors, whatever. There's always something that strikes during the holidays, in particular, where probably could have sold, I mean, like an individual store, maybe another 20 copies even, maybe a, a full cart more if they had published more. But, you know, they obviously don't know either which one's going to work and which one's not. Um, but Some I feel like they know that it's not going to work to the tune of what they're printing. 
Maybe we need oh, to bring yeah. back print on demand. <laughs> like, well, I don't like think... You can definitely publish your weird, like, I'm a sovereign citizen memoir or whatever, but you only get to sell as many as people order. People being... Just whoever sort of finds it. <laughs> no, I mean, a lot of these things, the stuff that I was like, oh, why would they even think 10K of that? Because they're just going to do it at conferences and bullshit. It's like not even, yeah. it doesn't go to stores. Mm. I guess. Um, but a lot of publishers are normal, and then I think some just come out and they're just like these crazy print runs. <sighs> yeah. With this hairy... Prince Harry book. Oh, yeah. Which we, uh, no, no, we definitely didn't order. But, like, apparently, and this was true of, of the Obama book as well, I think. Um, you had to you had to order uh, carton quantities for, for this. But I think the Obama book, even the reorders, like, if, if you wanted to get them in any sort of timely way, at your regular publisher discount, you needed to order by a carton. Mind you, there's probably, what, like four copies of that book in a carton because that book was so big. Um, but the... This is a Costco book. Yeah. This is not... Yeah. We have no business selling this book. No. This is a Costco book. Yeah. Go get you a 40% off copy. Maybe it's a really compelling read. I don't know. But I sort of don't think there's like a really wide readership at our store in particular that cares about the royal family that much that, um, would, that would buy a carton I expect we'll get orders I'd like two um, and something I'm going to try to train myself out of is when I see pre-orders for something taking that as like a necessary litmus test that like oh I should get like a representative copy you are flying in the face of all the things I've heard about pre-orders online I have read many threads <laughs> about pre-orders and they have all said in 50 <laughs> tweets or more that it matters that people look at it and decide well right, now you're saying well well I'm thinking in particular of like big books you know like like for example the John Irving book which we didn't order but then we got two pre-orders for hear about this book. I haven't seen one lick of press. He's one of those authors where I'm like, I challenge you to describe the plot of any of his novels that you know the names yeah. of. You just can't do it. Isn't he Canadian? John Irving? Is he not Canadian? I thought it was American. Is John Updike Canadian? Is anyone Canadian? Is is there a difference between John Irving and John Updike? They Actually, are two different are they, people. Are they two different one's people? One's got the rabbits do we, do we and know one's this? got the Owen Meany. Do we know this for sure? Rabbits, Owen. <laughs> and in between, there's Ian McEwen, and we don't know what's going on with him. He doesn't either. <laughs> I'm going to open another drink. One second. The... Well, now that you said that, now I can't. <laughs> It's important to have weather every so often in California so we get the chance to say, oh, it's really coming down out there. You have to, this is so important to have the chance to say that. It's really coming down out there. It is really. It's just, wow. Yeah. Um, so, 2023, the, one of the reasons why we wanted to record this podcast was to uh, uh, talk about the new year. 
like what our plans are yeah. um, and uh, maybe get on the same page. Because <laughs> I want to sell this tour. Yeah. Liz, Liz has decided that this is the cash cow. She's like, yeah, I got my foot in the door. I'm going to get my percent. I'm my cut now. <laughs> I already sold my shares. <laughs> yeah, so what do you, have you had occasion in, during this weirdly busy week after, after Christmas <laughs> to think about what you'd like to see happen at the store next year? Or this year, rather? Well, I am interested in what is going to happen with events, just because I think we've all gotten to a place where we're like really comfortable and happy not doing events at the store. And more and more people who are asking are understanding that maybe that the old maybe the formula doesn't quite work as well or there would be reason for it to change. Most of the people that seem to be like, well, I just really want you to do events are people who would possibly come to the event and would probably not buy a book. Um, and then most of the people that are talking about like, oh yeah, different options are like, I can understand why you wouldn't do them are, are you know, prospective authors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the only people who have been sort of like, you, you have to do events in order to hold together the fabric of our literary community have been people who, again, maybe would come and probably would not buy a book. So I don't really care about their community <laughs> so much um, because also there's six million bookstores in the Bay Area. Let them do the, do the events. I think if we decide to do them, we'll figure out a nice way to do it that makes sense for us and that'll be cool to see. As it stands now, it's nice not having to put effort and energy towards that at all. Yeah, yeah, I, at any at any point. Not anti-events, not anti-events, just not that... It's just like, why do you keep doing it if it's not working out? Mm-hmm. I guess when people, you know, hear one part of the ownership say, I don't like events, they get this impression. <laughs> the store doesn't like events. Um, that part being me. I like events fine, yeah. but they don't... Like, as a concept, it doesn't make that much sense for our store. And as, like, a detail thing, like, step-by-step, step, like, planning it and setting it all up and putting it... It's just not my favorite. I've done it... Just trying to do some math in my head. But I'm just going to go ahead and say I've done hundreds of events in, like, 10-plus years of book selling. I don't care for it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, I'll do it. It's not that big of a deal. But I, I don't... It's not for me. Um, which is why I've never tried to be an event coordinator or anything like that at the store because it's just not for me. But um, it's cool that people do them, obviously. That's the whole thing with the ecosystem, right, is to have certain things make sense for certain stores. Like some store is going to do like a come with a canned food donation and you can hear a bunch of first-time leftist poets read for free at our, like, zine space slash bookstore like that sounds amazing that's really cool then other stores be like oh we're gonna do an event with this midlist author that is doing a debut novel because we really like this novel again great but just 
continuing on doing it because that's just what's done mm -hmm. is not really serving anyone else. And if anything, in a place like the Bay Area, it's diluting it so that when people have to make choices about which event they go to, they have too many competing choices, all for the same, well, all for the same distributor <laughs> most of the time. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there will... Just not to say I don't like events. It doesn't, do it doesn't matter if, if you if you or we do or don't like events. It's I mean that's not really there's a lot of things that that we do or don't do, you know <laughs> irrespective of that. But some you like, some you don't. It's just how it always works. For for me it's just a matter of are they an efficient use of the space right. and and time, both that we have in limited, like necessarily limited quantity. And for us, physically, like uh, fewer people on staff and a slightly shorter work day. <laughs> There's just like so many reasons, like physical reasons um, that they just are, they're a task that you have to kind of have a reason to do, right? You have to have, a rationale for it. Um, physically, you could work those out, but at what point does it just become a strain, an unnecessary strain at that? But if your space, if your booksellers are are super keen on doing it, they just like really want to meet whoever, you know, just be engaged in that sort of world, then yeah, absolutely. That's you've you've made that decision that it works for you, um, but. Um, I feel like what, what makes, one of the things that's really helped us turn a corner in terms of viability as a store and like and kind of like vitality as a store is that we are efficient in the things that for us really matter. Yeah. And like, and, and what matters isn't just money, but money is part of it. <laughs> yeah, well, as it should be, yeah. because we are responsible to right. other people on staff and, um, they rely on us for income, so money has to be a part of it. But that's not the only thing. <laughs> it's it's money, but it's also we don't want to do it. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of things at play here. Um, what I what I think might happen is a if we can fully work out a relationship with a uh, a bar. Where we can do these events, like a permanent offsite, a permanent offsite yeah. facility, where they are the venue, we provide the books, we we pre, you know we we do all of our customary you know, uh, marketing of it and all this um, selling of the book and so on and so forth. But even then, it would need to be, it could be just as simple as like, is somebody on staff excited about this book? Uh, and they want to be the host. Or at least just, like, thinks it's cool and wants yeah. to facilitate it. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah. Or, and, like, it's a friend of ours from the store and we want to help them sort of have yeah. a nice, like, start with their... But somebody has to has to kind of own that event, basically. And because we're not in a position to be able to or even want to hire an event coordinator where that, that does all of it. I certainly will not do all of it. No. No, There's just, so much other stuff to do. Yeah. It's like when I think of all this stuff that is just needing to get done in the store day to day, it's not like we're understaffed. I don't think we have appropriate staffing, but for someone to have to coordinate events also, it's just like, 
they would have to not be at the store. And that just doesn't mm-hmm. work out for the way our staff is doing things right now. The people who have work from home days do so because they have other work to do. Yeah. We're in that, and this is like maybe just singularly us, but maybe it's applicable to other stores as well who might listen to this. We're at like this size in terms of sales and physical space where we're, I think probably like technically like an in-between size. Like we could. Yeah, like medium yeah, store. We yeah. could, we could absorb, we could, we could have one other person on staff full time. And we have had one other person on staff full time. Um, and, but then like, it's just sort of a finding things for people to do. Right. But then if you don't have that person on staff anymore, like we do now, it works fine until like one person is sick or out or whatever and things just shrink really quickly. So it's like this kind of like it's like if you're like if you're like a, a medium but sometimes you wear a <laughs> sometimes wear a large We're in between sizes. <laughs> yeah. So it just it just depends. It fluctuates a lot and, and you can't even always anticipate where it's going to strike. But if you were to hire someone like full time after like wage increases that we've done and everything what you suddenly do is you put yourself in a position to then need to make oh we need our sales to go up x percentage as well in order for it not to be a drain which is not necessarily going to happen right without you sort of figuring out a way to make it happen exactly hoping that something you do will work to make it happen. there's no reason to think one extra person will suddenly bring on another 10% 10% of sales. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a yeah, silly, no. that's a silly expectation. I don't person. bring in any sales and I'm here. I'm <laughs> negative 10%. So we got to, everyone's got to carry one percentage. Yeah. It's, I was talking to someone the other day that for us, it's, you know, there's a certain like income level that we need that basically the health the the healthy rate of of sales for us would be either ten percent higher or even ten percent lower. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere in that spectrum is fine. Um, and it, it only becomes an issue if you're ten percent like below ten percent. Say you're fifteen percent or twenty percent lower than that number, because suddenly, obviously, the the staff that you have is. It's, it's beginning to be an unfortunate drain um, on what you're bringing in. But if you suddenly are doing 15% more or 20% more, your staff's exhausted or increasingly exhausted, so you need to bring somebody else on. And then it that becomes the new normal, which it may not be. It never ends. You have to just keep it static. Yeah, if you can keep if it like can, in that little, yeah, that, yeah. and it's which is like you know, it's not which isn't bad. It's, there's like a, tw- not static, there, a little there's a there's a twenty percent degree of fluctuation, but I, that's what I'm kind of learning, and I think it's true. Um, as I you know like entering into year six of owning, is that like small retail just finds its sweet spot of where it needs to be, yeah. and those places that have survived for eons are the ones that just they abide in that sweet spot and like and that that's why often you kind of forget about them because they're just doing their thing they're not yeah. they're not trying to like to 
to make a, a shitload of noise in order to suddenly uh, be a lot bigger than what they are. I think there is like a lot of attention at a certain point in my book selling like life that I was paying to like, okay, well, how can we bring more people into the store? And if I went, so let's see, this would be the third store I worked at where they did do events, but they were not the primary store in a three-store setup for the events. Um, so the ones that happened were few and far between, and it was kind of like, how can we sort of draw people in on a regular basis on a weeknight? And maybe they're not necessarily buying a lot, but they're sort of becoming more familiar with the space, and maybe that leads to whatever, whatever. And I put so much time and effort into trying to, like, facilitate that and cultivate that and it's not that it was totally a wash like it definitely wasn't but there was a point that I reached where I was like I'm working so hard for what exactly like what is what is happening here like 10 more people are, right. are coming in and knowing about this and like I've been working so much running around like a crazy person which is my own choice you know no one was forcing me to do it but I was like oh I gotta make these events happen and really like put a lot of effort into it and make this really interesting like bill and sort of compete with all the other stuff that's going on in like a literary area compete with people's home life and at a certain point I was like do you do you have to do that because the store is still running Mm -hmm. and we're not we're just selling fucking books the way we would normally. Mm-hmm. If I bring ten more people in, I can't guarantee that they'll buy anything. What am I even doing this for? Right. And it just felt very like, huh. Interesting. Guess I'll stop doing it. And it was there's like other things that led into these these choices too, but it, a lot of it is like the numbers aren't adding up. They're just not adding up. Um, if I had stepped away from my said to that that store like I need full time to just be planning these events it would be like okay great well we need to replace you someone needs to replace you on the floor and you need to sort of earn your keep as like so both things probably would have gotten fucked up and it was better not to do the event yeah at the end of the day yeah on the other hand maybe the best thing of all is not to overextend yourself or a store that doesn't really care either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because if you're doing fine, you're doing fine. If it's not crisis mode, then okay. And if it's crisis mode, events ain't going to help you. No. Unless they're pre, pre-ticket, buy, buy a book, get a ticket type of stuff, which is tricky to pull off. Yeah. Um, you do need to sell the books. This is the main... Thing. Well, that's that's across that's across the board. That's <laughs> not even need that's, to keep selling the. Books. That's not that's not just events. That's uh, right. No, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like every day. Yeah. That's what we have to do. Yeah, that's that's sort ultimately the whole deal. Um, and um, cracks me up sometimes. I'll see like those. I don't know what to call them, but like posts online from store owners or whatever that are just like. We're having a really hard quarter, and people are like, how can we support you? It's like, you got to buy the books. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you got to buy these books. we got to buy the hundreds. you got to fucking buy it. That's what you got to do. That's sort of the direct way to support us. Yeah. And if people aren't going to do that, then, um, you know, that's another conversation. But they are buying them here. 
at enough of a rate that we are pulling along. Yeah. One thing I'd like to like for now. I've I'd like to maybe more consciously do in the new year is continue a push of myself away from this idea of like just featuring the new book you know like so like we have these we have quite a bit of display space and most of the time staff recs are often not new books they are older stuff that we we like that happens a lot at stores but then much of the other display space sort of the instinct is to put a new book because you know we've bought two to five copies right so they gotta fucking go somewhere on display but I know, I mean, I know for a fact that the stores I go into that I like the most, where I my attention will gravitate generally is not whatever the new thing is. It's like whatever old thing somebody has discovered or rediscovered mm-hmm. or featured in an interesting way or has a new shelf talker or like contextualizes in a display. Um, that's where it's at uh, for me, just as a, as a browser. Now, mind you, I am an idiosyncratic, you know, user of a bookstore. Yes, but I think that that's true for everybody because there's so much of walking into a bookstore and just being like, oh, I've seen all these books. Right. Like, I hear people in certain stores and they're just walking around being like, I read that and I know that one and my friend recommended that one to me and it's like, there's nothing wrong with that but at the same time, you're like, from a buying perspective, you're like, okay, so you're not, you're not buying any of them, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can, you recognize them. Right. Uh, they, they have that one at my school, you know, it's <laughs> like, but you're not taking it home. Yeah. So the idea that you're just constantly filling up those displays with new stuff for someone who that's like a fictional customer to mm-hmm. me because people might be buying a lot of books but they're not reading them. Oh, sure. At the rate at which they're buying, most people. Yeah. Which is not like a slight or anything, it's just the way it is. And so if you're constantly like, well, people need the new, it's like, they don't know what's new. They don't know what's coming out until the New York Times has a book review. Again, not a slight, just simply the way people get their information about books. They're not going to be like, well, where's the new blah, 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 until they've learned that there is one. So you have the opportunity to put anything there and be like, look at that. And they're going to say, well, that's new to me because I did not realize that this translated whatever thing was being reissued this year because it's the whatever anniversary. We do a lot of stuff like that on our new displays, but that's because we also just don't stock a lot of things that are like, well, it's like these weird things where it's like, we have to carry it. Yeah, not really. If you've got 10 people coming in every single day asking for the Seven Wives of Evelyn Hugo... Maybe that's a wise ordering choice to have right. a couple on hand. But, like, most people, it's fine. Like, either if you have the book, you don't have the book. Yeah. They, just, they just heard of that book. That's the only reason they're coming in asking about it. Like, yeah. a lot of the ones they haven't heard of, they might like those, too. The thing with, like, older books is that there may be things that, like, we have seen forever. But, like, most people just... The, they're not book sellers. So like, right, no, they're like, oh, is that old? I'm right. like, well, it came out in 2016. Right, yes, yeah, exactly. So, so it's not, like, yeah, probably like a five-year period is when it's, it's probably still ancient. new to many people. Certainly it was to me. Like, I mean, coming in, it's like, having not been a bookseller for nearly 20 years before I started working at the store again, um, you know, I had no clue. There's there's still, like, a 15-year period where I have, of, like, fiction that I have no fucking clue. 
Like, am I am I ever going to read the Goon Squad? Is it Goon Squad, the Jennifer Hegan book? No, it came out during that dark period. I'm never going to read that book. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but so but it's but if so if it's there, it's new to me. I don't know. I, I just and we do that pretty well here. But I I, I in, more intentionally would like to have. I was joking with uh, Gary Lovely. It wasn't even joking, but like it came out as such that like instead of all of these new and noteworthy displays on, on mm-hmm. you know, I hate that phrase, new and noteworthy, but I, I think it would be more apt to be new and or noteworthy. Yeah, either or, either or. <laughs> um, and uh, who knows what noteworthy means, but um, that's what I would like to see. Uh, it's also a lot harder. I mean, this because there's obviously this is a mundane statement, but there are more old, old books than there are new. Yeah. Doesn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's true. There's a lot of things that I, I, I personally really I read a lot of backlist because I started reading more for fun working at a used bookstore. So it was like the discovery was based on what was coming in for used buying. It wasn't based on what was being published. And now, I like to know what's being published, but it's not always relevant to me as a reader. Because I just go at the pace I want to go at and like read what I feel like reading. But I like to know what's up, mostly because if someone asks me, it's just like a personal thing. Like I just don't want to feel like an idiot if someone's like talking about some book that is truly everyone's read it. It's everywhere, and I'm just like, well, I don't know, gentleman in where? What's he doing? It's like, yeah, it's gentleman in Moscow. I know what the book is. I can help you with the book. But a lot of times when people ask for recommendations, they're not. They don't care if it's new. Like if it came out in the last six weeks, they don't care if it came out in the last year. Like a lot of times too with book clubs, book club recommendations are like, well, we read a lot of new stuff. Mm-hmm. We're reading the new stuff, and it's like it's new in the sense that it's been getting continuous press mm-hmm. for like several seasons. Mm-hmm. It's not really new, so I can show you a release from a smaller press that you've never seen any marketing for, uh, and it'll be it'll, it'll blow your mind. Also, book clubs can read old stuff. There's there's no law. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe there is a book club law. You don't know. I don't. You're absolutely right. Sometimes when people are like, oh, I'm buying for someone and, and they are, they really read a lot and they'll list a couple things and like, oh yeah, they are pretty up on it. I was impressed by those people. What are they? they they're really on top of it. <laughs> really organized. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I have this tendency to shut down on a customer. <laughs> <laughs> if, like a robot just stop interacting if, if uh, well there's a couple of things they can do that will cause me to shut down one is if they far too quickly dismiss my first choice for them like if it's like just way too abrupt uh, but like no then then you're you're getting you. you're getting you're, basically you're getting the dregs now yeah, I, I I went with what I I thought you were I thought you were at this level but clearly you are you're you you're, you're much further you're much further down so let's let's go we're going back to the section i'm not, I'm not even showing you the stuff on display see, now see this is why i don't give them any i don't i'm like you go over there yeah. and i'll find it and yeah. don't be near me when i'm picking them 
because nothing makes you more furious than pulling something. They're like, well, I don't know about that one. You're like, girl, you don't know what it is. Right. You don't even know what this book is. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you. But yeah, we can't we can't be putting ourselves in a situation where you're like, well, we have this, and they're just like, no. Yeah. It's like, but that's I mean, that's, like shut the whole thing down. That's a, that's know? a better approach. What you do because it's 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 more like the the approach of. Uh, like selling clothes. Yes. You know, like totally, we're we're going to present totally. this to you. Try them on. Whereas how I normally do is obviously just to kind of be next to them, whatever. The other thing that will cause me to shut down is if 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 I'm if I'm just talking and there's like no feedback, like no visual cues. <laughs> yeah, they're just like quiet. They're, they're just <laughs> taking it in. I'm like, you, you got to work with me, babe. Come on. Come on. Uh, give me what, a little feedback. Give me, give me something to work with here. Um, and if you don't, again, I'm just going to shut down, and I might just walk from, I'll walk away from you. I might just think this is done. So, <laughs> the recommend thing is funny because I like to take in everything that people are saying, and then I like to just have them go away, right. and then it's all separate. And people, very occasionally, will be like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't choose. I chose this one." I was like, "It doesn't. I chose them based on your qualifications. Right. These aren't my personal favorite. These are my children." And if you reject any of them, I don't even recommend, this isn't true, like, I recommend books I like, but I don't even recommend books I really like for that reason. People are just like, no, I don't want that. It's like, you don't want the summer book? You don't, you think you're too good for the summer book? Oh, your book club's not going to like the summer book. Get out of my store. Fuck you. Get out of my store. <laughs> Do you know, Tove Johnson, anyway, the, uh. The recommend thing is funny over the holidays, too, because I, I can command that setting even more because it's busy. I can just be like, here's what's going to happen. Look at me in my eyes. I'm giving you five books. Don't, I don't care what you do with the rest of them. What I want is for you to purchase whatever you need, and I'll put the rest of them away, and I don't want to hear anything else about it. Oh, he might not like... I don't... Good. You know him better than I do. I don't care. Although, the person who asked me for a book about ships and then turned down the long ships... I was like, it's about ships and other stuff, but just because they like ships doesn't mean they want to read a manual on ships. Maybe they do. I don't know. I didn't know this person. Yeah, I think my quality as a a recommender of books, I'm either really good or really awful. I don't think I, I don't think I ever really <laughs> no fall. I don't think I fall in anywhere in between. I'm, I don't think I'm ever just adequate. Like, I, it either, like, I'm totally nailing it or that's the worst fucking book for that person to have read. Um, so it's, 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 uh, it's a bit of a gamble when you ask me for, <laughs> for a recommendation. I feel like sometimes during certain shifts there will just be people that are like, well, I just want to know what is the most riveting fiction read of the last three months. Just like something that you're like, well, I, I'd love to know too. Yeah. When you find out, you can tell me, because I don't know. I always laugh, because it's like... You'll... They think you're the owner, and so... They think you're the owner. They, they know that you're the owner. <laughs> and so that they think that you're, like, the er-reader. Like, you've read it all. You uh, know it all. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. just like, well, you would know. You're like, I actually wouldn't. Yeah. Because I don't fucking care about the, any of the, that the, the people who know, know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they're yeah, like, they oh, no, we're, we're not going to ask him. <laughs> he, just, he doesn't care. <laughs> um... I love the question is like, or like when they leave something to like, I just want something that's really like, that's a good readable, like a good novel. I'm like, what do you think we have here? Like Shit. <laughs> There's just, just 
garbage. I'm like, I could just grab whatever. I don't really know what, like, that's such a strange thing to be looking for. I, that's the other part, too, is when someone's like, oh, I want a really readable novel, the last thing I read, and they say something that's like, like a Ruth Ozeki book. I'm like, okay, so I have a little bit of room. Like, I don't yeah. need to, like, give you, and if they say the last thing I read that I really liked was Gentleman in Moscow, I'm like, okay, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's plot based, but it's doing it in this yeah. other way. Or the last thing I read was like a Michael Connolly mystery ten years ago. Right. And I haven't read anything since. Like, there's some kind of gradation there, but just the idea of like, so I was a certain kind of person too. Where they're like, "Would well, you surprise me? I just want it to be good." Yeah. And it's like, nope, shut up, yeah. don't say things like that. Simply give me more criteria. <laughs> I can, I can, yeah. That's the way to do it. Certainly, if you're talking to the person who wants to read the book, it's like when they're looking for something for someone else, though is where it becomes a lot more difficult because they don't have a fucking clue what this person's read. Um, and they're just... Which way you gotta go? You gotta go to the backstop. People have not read these books. Right. They're like, oh, well, he reads all the time. Well, I know he hasn't read this old-ass weird dalky thing from mm-hmm. ten years ago, but it seems like he'd like it because... Whatever. Yeah. But I decided that that's what I'm selling him. <laughs> um, what else? What else... Uh... Anything else happening. that we're looking looking forward to for the new year or something we're, we want to do? I don't know. I'll go to Winter Institute in a couple months. That's right. Or two, yeah, like a month and a couple weeks. I I will be there from time to time. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I just don't know, like, because we're, you know, there's two, there's two people on staff going, and so I, I have to kind of monitor, like, what the situation is down here, and, like, what sort of staffing when needs are. We're gonna get, we're, the, we're gonna get the jet gassed up, and then when, and we'll just be back and forth as Well, it's it, close, it you suits. know, it's close, it's like a two-hour flight, not even a two-hour flight, so. You could come for a couple, a couple, like a, like a day, like 36 hours or something. What, what color lanyard are you? Are you going to wear? Oh, God, I don't know. feeling a lot of pressure. <laughs> What's everyone else doing? I don't mind doing whatever. Very uh, conformist yeah. idea. It'll just sort of go along with whatever. But I feel like what I would like is to know what... I would like to know what's happening beforehand. People are going to go and just, like, be wearing masks in sessions or not. I mean, obviously, you can do whatever. It's going to be a mix. It's going to be a mix. And it, as, you know, as I assumed, but are we sort of leaning one way or the other? <laughs> just, I'm going to be prepared either way. I, I don't mind. I think it's going to be like but a 50-50 split. I, I also feel very much like the lanyard is like putting a lot on me. I, I don't know. In normal situations, I don't need, I like to shake a hand. Because I, 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 I feel like a handshake is the appropriate amount of distance I want to have from most people. Not really a hugger upon meeting, although that's not a hard and fast rule. But just, you know, if I'm meeting like a friend or something, right. it's like, yeah, I can hug you or hug people I'm meeting that are in a friendly context. At a work conference, we don't need to be hugging when we've just met. Mm-hmm. So that seems like automatically <laughs> awful. My lanyard is going to be a fourth color yeah. that has other yeah. kind of criteria. Just gonna... <laughs> we could also just sort of nod at one another and say hello. Yeah. Please to make an, an, an awkward, an awkward like, just kind of like, quick 
meeting of the eyes and then averting really quick. <laughs> What's that color? One thing I'm not going to do is go to the fucking town hall. I'm done. <laughs> You're adamant I'm about done. this. I'm not doing it anymore. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it. I'm done with the town hall. And uh, I'm done with the... Uh, how is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Town hall and the oh right like the giant publisher dinners like the really big ones where there's like eighty five people and they came in a big bus and we're all in a banquet hall and we keep having to rotate seats and I always end up sitting next to someone who's like really weird. Wait, to they the made staff. you rotate seats? Yeah, and a couple of them they're like, oh, and now switch around to talk to more people. I'm like, that's so you just would let have me to, sit you down. would have to take like your plate with you. No, you were done eating. Oh, and it's like again, we're now we're just prolonging. Oh. It was supposed to be the meal. Oh, see, because I've been in it where like the like the authors. They had the authors do it too, but they were like kind of having us do a little round. To, I don't know because yeah. it was not. Maybe I misunderstood the situation. And you're and you're just, just moving like, around. Why is? Let's just let her go. Let her, go. Let her go. She, she doesn't know. I, I, those are, I, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Too many times of people just being like, it's like, why are you trying to flex on that waiter? Like, just because we're at like a, it's like, here, here, sir, I'll have another glass of cola. This one's a little flat. It's like, just shut up. They're, come on. And then it always makes me mad and uh, doesn't, it's not conducive to the, to the group bonding. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm. You'll go. You'll go. I'll be a little, there. A little. Partly. <laughs> partly. I'll, I like. I, I'm. I'm likely gonna fly up with you and Adelaide. Yeah. Um. Just to and then. We'll join arms we'll and join enter arms like a chain. And go like to the because I always enjoy the the first night sort of like social thing. I and think. that's honestly great news for me because I'm not good at just like talking to people. You're much more chatty than I am. And I feel like a disservice to someone if it's Adelaide's first time and yeah. I don't want to be like, and being antisocial, because I'm not. I'm just yeah. assuming that no one needs to be chatting with me at any mm-hmm. given time. So, but you're much more, uh, certainly when I've had, when I've had, a, when I've had a drink, yeah. Um, in the absence of anything to drink, and I might just go to the hotel room, but, um, but yeah, there's, I mean, a lot of the people that I'm probably closest with aren't going to be there. So that's a little weird for me. Um, but there'll be people there that I haven't seen and it'll be fun. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and I, it could be, I stay there longer than like consecutively than I expect. I have a, ho- I have a room. Uh, it's just a matter of how, how long I can be there. Um, I'm sure Chu and Lee can hold the fort down here while in, in our absence for a bit. Yeah. Stationary-wise, any big plans? Yeah, I got a lot of plans for the doing some more stuff with, like, the Instagram, stationary club stuff. In-store? I don't know. I don't know. We're kind of maxed out with space, so I just want to go, like, hard with the brands that we already like. It's gotten very dark all of a sudden. It really <laughs> I just has. realized I looked up and I was like... It's like we've been here for hours. I did think of something, and it ties... Winter Institute in the sense that I am going to talk about it probably on that panel, which is that this year... What panel? It's called... (laughs) 
She's like, bitch panel. Like, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be on a panel. Um, it's about sidelines. I think it's called making the most of sidelines. Is what the actual official panel is called. Making that money on the sidelines. Get the get the money. Get the money. Um, everyone talks about their buying strategy, and they sound really smart because I'm sure they are, but also because they have all these like really dialed in. <laughs> ways of being like oh you know we we sort of crunch the numbers and we've got this and i'm like i basically go 100 percent on instinct <laughs> and then if it sells that's great and if it doesn't i like that whatever yeah. i just have to reevaluate but like most of the stuff we get sells mm-hmm. we don't the back stock we have is all old stuff so i think it's working pretty well the stuff that doesn't sell frankly is the stuff i've chosen but that's not necessarily always because you chose it. It's sometimes because if I'm buying with a certain eye and you're like, oh, hey, I like those too, it maybe isn't, doesn't fit with all the other stuff, like visually, but it's not because it's bad. It's just because I was like thinking about this thing while I'm buying and then, you know, whatever. Like I bought those postcards and a lot of those, I was like, no one's going to like this but me, but it fits with the whole vibe. So we can put it in there. Occasionally a person will like it. Anyway, so what I'm going to do is just only sell the stuff I really, really like. And the stuff that I don't really like, just be done with it. Just don't worry so much about giving stuff a try that's like a really big brand. Like, who cares? It's kind of my new philosophy. When have we done that, though? (laughs) I think that we don't do it that much. The way it happens is we'll just get, like, it's like you get something in from a publisher, usually, mm. not wholesale. Just oh. like, And then it's just like, okay, we'll just sort of keep selling it. Right, at the rate it sells. right, And yeah. I think I want to just be more conscious about being like, I actually don't think that adds any value to the section. Yeah. It's just an item we're continuing to reorder. Yeah, no one went to call it. Yeah. And, it, and, and that not just being a matter of it having sold, which... It's going to happen a lot at, with the sidelines, I feel. Probably more so even than a book. Although it does happen with books, too. Sometimes you're just like, you know what? No. We're, done. we're not, we're we're not, not doing this I don't, anymore. I'm just, someone's going to need to order this in order for us to have it again. Tired but no, I, I hear you. Yeah. Just a kind of... We already go pretty much all in on our own buying instinct. And, um, no, but you're right. Like, when it, like with some of like the Chronicle stuff or the Park... Parks and Potter or whatever. It's like, it's fine. Yeah, There's nothing like, wrong you, with it. It's very likely something else would sell if it was in that slot or in that space on the table or in the display. Is it... Yeah. Like, how much do you... How much are you invested in that product? There are certain yeah. brands, and I won't necessarily name them, but there are certain brands where I've been like, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's bring them in and see. And then they sell, and it always annoys me. And so I'm like, why are you doing that then? Mm-hmm. Like... It's a lot of it is like museum licensed stuff. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, anyone's gonna buy. Like, of course they're gonna buy whatever note cards with the art on it. But like, the note cards aren't that nice. I know. They're not that interesting. I, I I think we should have some. I feel like I've I've gotten sucked into that a little bit. But it's, yeah, it's an easy sell for a lot of people. It takes up space in a section that sometimes needs a little bit of like, kind of. Um, extra but 
Sometimes I just find it, so it's like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a sure sale. They're going to buy the Monet right. note cards. I'm just like, yeah, but I kind of hate the Monet note yeah. cards. Like, I, you know, I like Monet. Monet's great, but, like, there's nothing, there's nothing going on here. The reward is very small, like, financial as well as, like, yeah, just exactly. visual and just gratification of having sold it. Um, I think because, you know, for some of that stuff, it's not, you're not even getting, like, unless you mark it up, which we have in the past, if you're just selling it at whatever it's you know it's recommended or even printed on the box and you may not even be getting 50 percent yeah and the other so. thing too is like they're gonna have it somewhere else mm-hmm. not that on the contrary i would bring in things they'd be exclusive nowhere else has them because it's definitely not true because i'm discovering them at trade shows so like obviously other people are, are, are gonna have them but at bookstores, it stands out yeah. more, I think, because you cared enough to bring it in, mm-hmm. as opposed to like this is our section on cards, mm-hmm. and it's all of the major sort of white artists right. for the last hundred and fifty years, right? And um, whatever, you know, there's a lot of places to buy that kind of thing. You can indeed go online and buy that kind of thing yourself. Yeah, I I feel like I probably I probably get sucked in. A little too quickly to to the novelty of some things quicker than you, whether or not it's good or not. I'm like, oh, this is this is just neat. Uh. <laughs> I'm pretty harsh though. Sometimes yeah. I'm I'm overly harsh a lot of times in a way where I'm just like, we don't need it. You know, <laughs> it's like it's not the navy. We can have like an extra fucking thing of cards. <laughs> I am finding, and that. Those are like the the books that that I most excite me it's, are a bit of an extension of the, the the overall joy that I get with the stationary section. Is yeah, it's along these lines where it's 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 stuff that maybe like more indirectly sourced. It's not always just through whatever the easiest vendor is. Yeah, yeah. It could be Definitely. that it's a bit of a hassle. Not too much of a hassle. We do have a we do have a couple of yeah. enemies that are just too much of a hassle. But uh, but like like with the books that I'm invested in, they're not necessarily the ones that are like paying the bills, but they're the ones that I have to work the hardest at getting. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's the same with like the stationery. We're like it's more of a slog because they may not have it for a while, or we have to you know find a different vendor because so and so doesn't have it anymore. We need to figure out the language barrier, so on and so forth. To me, that's not the only thing that keeps me interested. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, 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 it's definitely a it's big like creating thing. creating like an, not an obstacle, but it's creating like some, like a challenge. Yeah. Because like the store yeah. itself, it can kind of, it doesn't, it's certainly not autopilot. Like if you just stop working, it would just fall apart. But like, <laughs> but like, so, like the staff is so good and like, and largely like just, we sort of created sort of a, a, a customer base that's good enough, that's looking for good stuff, that it's a little bit autopilot. And so, yeah, I do want to have a degree of difficulty for myself. Um, keep it just, just to keep myself interested. Um, With the mouse in the maze, you know, they need a new maze. Yeah. They start beating them, their heads against the wall and they, they eventually die. Oh, this is probably also why I finally... Um, Succumbed, that's a negative way of putting it, uh, acquiesced, uh, embraced. 
There's like five dollar words here. <laughs> uh, a new point of sale system. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a change of coming. Liz has been a proponent of Book Manager since probably the first month that she <laughs> she was here. <laughs> Um, having seen the book manager flyer that I had on my desk and she's like, I know that one. <laughs> and, um, but finally we are, we're making the shift. No paperwork has been signed, but it's scheduled for it to happen. So that will hopefully keep me energized and, and at least enough to learn how to use it. <laughs> yeah, we need, yeah, we all need to be, we're like both. The Montessori children. They need to be kept <laughs> engaged. There needs to be tactile. There needs to be good, you know, smells. We have a lot of things are going to be so much easier for us with Book Manager. And then there's like challenges. Like I didn't use it. And there's certain aspects of it that I didn't use that I'm like, I don't like. I don't like to learn a new thing because I don't like to be bad at something. Um, it's like a personal flaw of mine so not looking forward to the parts of of that where I will not know how to do something because I've specifically the website like I've used indie commerce for like 10 years so changing to a different system is going to be fine <laughs> ultimately not that big of a deal at all but a little it's a little uncomfortable because you go from being very proficient in something to being like, oh, I can make a mistake at any turn, really. Mm-hmm. I can sort of fuck this up. But it's a good it's a good change. We're also um, going to... I think we're going to like the DOS format because it's not... Like, you can... The DOS looking for Yeah, it. like, yeah. just... the That's the only part of it that is feels like old school yeah. is actually just the visual. Every every other part right. of it feels very I don't know. I like I, I like a I like a ten key. I like a ten key oriented the, I, all the keys you need, they're in one place. You don't need a mouse. There's no mouse. There's no password to void. Like the cops at Ibid making me type in passwords and transaction numbers to void. Just void it. Just void it. Right. Who's out there scanning their stores via voids, creating an elaborate system? Our complex void <laughs> password. We need, we need a supervisor to come type in the password. <laughs> Our void password? Void. You can't share that information. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to edit that out of the, out of the uh, website or out of the podcast. They're going to come in here and they're going to void all our sales. It's like, how would, and then how would that matter? Um, that's probably the big. I mean, that's going to be like institutionally the big thing, and uh, I, unlike you, like I don't care about being bad at something necessarily. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I, what I, I'm very much, and this is also maybe not the greatest trait as a coworker, <laughs> but okay. it's one. Okay. It's one that Liz shares. I think. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> hear any criticism uh, it's like i i like i like i like kind of a shorthand like you know like I, i'm not necessarily like by the by the book by the numbers we do things this 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 way i like to kind of get to the answer without necessarily going through the every single point of the proof um and i with this like i'm not going to know any of the shortcuts 
Yeah, but I think what will happen is that a lot of the winding paths that we have to take to get to certain places yeah. are not, it's not going to be as much of an issue with this system. It's going to be a little more straightforward and direct. Because I, too, am like, it's like when you train someone and you're like, look, this is how I do it. But right. if you feel like it's easier for you to, you know, we don't, some stores are really dialed in. They're like on the invoice, you check off mm-hmm. the quantity. Right. You do not mar the title. Mm-hmm. With it's like, I, you know, I, whatever. Right. If, if I start doing that kind of thing, it'll never stop. It'll never, I'll be, I'll be, everyone will be trying to dial into some Liz frequency that's just insane of me being mm-hmm. like, you know, it'd be great if all the pens could just be kept tapped in. Right. It's like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but there are some people like that. No, I know. And yeah. it works a lot. Like, it works well for some stories. Yeah. Like, these are the rules, and we just do the rules. But I think I'm, like, as a personality trait, I think I'm more likely to be like, as long as you get to the end right. of it. Well, that's what I mean. That's the what I mean. In between like, bits, right? Like I mean, you're that's, saying, that's it do not matter as much. Like when, when, we, were here, when we were here during lockdown, that's what made it work. Like we didn't, like we could kind of just feel it out in terms of like where you're at in the process and just wind our way into it. Whereas, and then immediately, like when there were other people in the store, we had to realize, oh, we actually do, need, we, we actually yeah. do need to systemize this a bit. It. And rather than just rolling with it, which you just can't, at, at a certain point, probably once you're beyond two people. But you can still just roll with it, you just have to com- communicate yeah. what rolling with it means, right. which, you know, isn't always yeah. what's happening. Some people are more angular than others. I also don't, I don't like the, there are certain things where it really doesn't matter, like, it's like stores I've been at where when you when you receive an invoice you have to like in a certain place on the document and with a certain type of notation say that you did that. Yeah. It, it, that's how I was treated. It, it, it's not that it's like that's useless because it has a utility and it clearly had a utility for the person doing it but at the same time it's like these are not sacred traditions we need to hand down from bookseller to bookseller. Mm-hmm. Like you could just write on the invoice that it was received. The main thing is that it be received. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the main thing. If it's not in the right upper hand corner with the thing, um, you know, my time is still being fully optimized. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I think for some places it's a matter of like having like a hard and fast system is like, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a managerial tool, I suppose. No, totally. Yeah. I, I honestly, and this is not in a disrespectful way I think that it just gives people something to do I don't even mean that in like a derogatory (laughs) way like I'm trying to be smart or anything truly I think it's like that's something you can do is you can standardize all this stuff so that it's easier for you know whoever to like look through and go through it there's value in that there is but like the way our store works it's just it would be a little silly if I came in and like I said once I started I couldn't stop I could never stop be like we're gonna need to clean out yeah little dust that accumulates at the bottom of the phone chargers every two weeks, you know, and that's, that's standard. <laughs> it's like, maybe, maybe the, for you, Liz. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe, you. maybe that's why that one phone charger isn't working. Maybe I have nothing to say other than maybe. <laughs> that's why. Well, maybe uh, that's I'll, why. I'll bring a screwdriver. We'll dissect it tomorrow. Um, well, maybe we should wrap up. 
ultimately, <laughs> if we try to wait out the rain, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, we'll be here uh, when it's time to open in the morning. Is there uh, anything um, anything you're loving? This <laughs> new year? Hmm. Um, yeah. What is it, though? I'll start. You start. I'm loving... Well, I loved. I'm going to put it in the past tense because it's gone. Okay. But I... <laughs> this is so very mundane. But my, uh, my upstairs neighbors... They went out of town for the New Year's, and their Christmas dinner was delivery was delayed. They had ordered like this lobster pie uh, from the East Coast, and it got delayed. And they they gave it to us. They said this was going to arrive on you know this day or this. And generous and organized. I yeah. love that. And uh, you. Just, just take it. I mean, they could have just said, could you pop that in your freezer? Because like, it would have been fine for them. Jackie. But that's what Katrine said. <laughs> I was like, that's what I would have asked for them because, to pop. no, it's fine to ask. I don't mean it's tacky to ask, but it's like on Christmas to be like, oh, uh, <laughs> could you just store this thing for me? It's just a weird, it's yeah. weird. It's very classy that they were like, please just eat it and enjoy. <laughs> anyway, we, we, uh, we cooked it up the, you know, the, the day after we got it. And I was... Uh, two texted me today asking how it was. And I said, it's so much better than any of the other shit that I eat. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like elevated. It was like, food. it was so good. It was, yeah. I mean, like, it was so great. Um, so I'm loving the uh, the neighborliness of neighbors. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, um, in a food vein, similar food-based uh, things, I have been making... One lentil soup and one pasta sauce. Not only, but a lot. And um, I'm not really one to have staples when I'm cooking. I tend to be all over the place. But I like having a staple. I'm sure I'll get sick of it at some point. It feels good now. Just like checking in, doing the, the constant... What are we going to eat with the partner? You know, what? What? who's going to decide this for us? Some third person that we've hired, maybe, to, to mitigate these decisions. What the fuck are we eating all the time? What we're eating is, we're eating this pasta sauce. We're eating this soup. And until one of us says, I'm out. I'll break up with you. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm so fucking tired of the soup. <laughs> it's truly pleasing to me to, to return to that again and again um also because this is tentative because it is an ongoing war for a while i wasn't cooking as much because of the mouse situation (sighs) frequent readers will remember the previous mouse uh (laughs) journey that I had been on. It's been an ongoing thing here. It's been yeah. an ongoing thing. Um, it's done now, but for a while I just wasn't cooking. Liz was is like, wearing, she, she taxidermied this, this poor dead mouse. She wears <laughs> Got, it. like my orchid She hat wears on. it like a, like a medallion <laughs> around her neck. <laughs> Listen, if I could find a dead mouse, that would honestly be better than just assuming, just having to check on the fucking mice traps all the time. You know what? Whatever. Um, sometimes people 
had to go to war. So ultimately, my problems are not that big of a deal. But I wasn't cooking for a while. So I just... The um, surgical room precision level cleanup after every cooking meal was like, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I stopped cooking. Now I'm cooking again. And um, nice. yeah, it's pretty good. Making those two things. Probably make some more stuff. But not yet. Yeah. I'm going to exhaust these two options. Drag it out. Good deal. Hate them. <laughs> and then keep it moving. All right. Well, I hope everybody's uh, New Year's started off well. And uh, we'll see you down the way. Just t- take care, y'all. And just <laughs> ram- ramble on down the way. I wish I was a mole in the ground. Yes, I wish I was a mole in the ground. As a mole in the ground, I'd root that mountain down, and I wish I was a mole in the ground. <laughs>